Gemara Erubin has been sponsored by Mr. Isaac Jamal and his wife Celia for their success, for their children's success, health, happiness, beracha, parnasav, atzlaha, bechol maaseh yedehem. Daf Ayin Bet. Today's Gemara is being studied. Norman Silverstein Ben Mary. Amen. Today's app is being studied the Alun Ishmat, Acham Baruch Rafael Ben Miriam, and Abraham Ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tenichem Begin Avedin Amen. We begin today on Ayin Aleph, Amud Sheni, and we are going to start. It is Ma'ir Bimeir. That's nine lines from the bottom. We learned in yesterday's daf that Rav Yehuda, in the name of Rav, said that Halakha follows Rabbi Meir. So now, uh, which Rabbi Meir Shita was, that if you make a Shetufem Mevuot, it does not alleviate the Eruveh Haserot. And now the Gemara is going to discuss exactly in detail what Rabbi Meir holds. So the Gemara says, My Rabbi Meir, what is this opinion of Rabbi Meir? Banan. And what's the opinion of the rabbis that argue on him? <coughs> the Tanya, we have a brayta. That when it comes to irube haserot, irube haserot must be done with bread. Uh, if you want to see Rashi, uh, well, actually we'll read a little further and we'll read the Rashi. Vim ratzula arif biyayin. And if they wanted to use wine to make erubeh hatzerot in ma'arbim, they can't use it. Let's read that Rashi. Vim ratzul arib biyain in ma'arbim de'iruv mishum dirahu, because eruv, the concept is what <clears throat> that they all have to become one dweller in the hatzer. Who le'arev diratan asutan achat in order to combine the dwellings to make them one. Kedamar repetik mishotziu v'diratoshil adam. And the dwelling of a person, which means you don't get drawn into somebody's residence for wine. A person will go after his bread, but a person will not go after his wine. Therefore, to make it needs to have bread. Meaning everybody gives a piece of bread and they put it in one person's house. So what does that do by putting the bread in somebody's house? I am now drawn after where my bread is. Therefore, I'm considered as a resident of that house. But if I just put wine in his house, I'm not considered drawn after my wine. So for Erubi Hatsarot, you need specifically to collect bread. <clears throat> so again, the Tanya. Me'arbin b'chatsarot b'pat. V'imdatsu la'arib b'yayin. En me'arbin. If they want to make Erubi Hatsarot b'yayin, it will not work. Mishtatefin b'mavui b'yayin. Oh, but when it comes to shetufim b'vuot, meaning you need to carry in the alley, right? So you need to collect from all the... So there it says you can make shituf with yayin. And certainly if you could use yayin for shitufim mevo'ot, all the more so you'd be able to use bread. Now, the Ibrahita continues. You have to make both procedures. Meaning you cannot rely on one procedure to cover the other. 
Meaning, Erube Hatserot will not cover Shetufim Evuot, and Shetufim Evuot will not cover Erube Hatserot. Why? Shelo Lishakeyah Torat Eruv Minatinokot. In order that the principle and concept of Eruv will not be forgotten by the Tinokot, by the children, by the future generations. Shiyomru, because we're worried that they might say, Avotenu Lo Erbu. For example, let's say they made Erube Hatserot. And now they're going to be carrying in the Mavui. So the children in the future generations are going to say, oh, our parents carried in the Mavui without making any uh, adjustment. Or the opposite. They'll make Shittufim Evo'ot and they'll carry in the Hatser. And they'll say, oh, our parents did not make Erube Hatserot. So these are the words of the Bimi'ir. Bimi'ir holds, this is the source of what his Shita is, that Shittufim Evo'ot does not cover Erube Hatserot and Erube Hatserot does not cover Shittufim Evo'ot. The very Bimi'ir. Comes the Gemara and continues. Vachamim Omrim, Hachamim come along and say, O Me'arbin, O Mishtatefin. He say, No, you can do one of the procedures, or Arube Hatserot, or Shitufim Evuot, and it covers the, it covers the other. So comes the Gemara and says, Now the Gemara is going to explain the nature of the Mahloket. Pedigi Ba, Rav Nehumeh, Rabba. We have a Mahlok between Rav Nehumeh and Rabba. How to explain the Mahlok between Rav Meir and Rabbanan? Hadamar <clears throat> one says Bepat de Kulealma Lopelige de Behada Sage. When it comes to making an Urubehatserot, let's say with bread, then everybody will hold that if you make uh, the Aruf or the Shituf with bread, it'll cover the other. If bread works, all you have to do is one procedure, even the Bimi'id will agree that by pat uh, let's say you like you can make shetufim evot with pat and it'll cover the erube hatserot. Also, what's the machloket? So the kolama lo peligi de bechadasayi ki peligi. The machloket is beyayin. The machloket is going to be with yayin, which means when you made let's say shetufim evot with yayin, which we said is permissible, the bimiir will say that does not cover erube hatserot because erube hatserot has to be done with bread. So therefore. That's the nature of the Mahalok. Let's see the bottom of the sheep, boys. Kipeligi beyayin. Kishinit shtatefu beyayin bimavui. Now let's say you made shitufim evuot with yayin. Til rabi mi'ir lo samchinin aleh be'aru be'achatserot. For rabi mi'ir, it will not help you for aru be'achatserot. Why? De'en ma'arbin na'achatserot beyayin. Because according to rabi mi'ir, you cannot use aru be'achatserot. Right? You cannot use yayin. Ul rabbanan shari. And according to the rabbis, it's okay. Oh, so that she says, Oh, even though the rabbis also agree that the only way you can make it is with bread. So how could the yayin of shitufim cover the hayuf of pat Which means, since it works for what you put it for, so that will, it'll work also for the other item. So long as it works for the item that you set it up for, meaning for the shituf, it can work for the, um, <coughs> the erube hatserot, as well, the sumchim al shituf to come eruv. Because the achamim shita is you can be sumech for on your shituf to cover the eruv. The tarbayu itnu the sumchim in vavu al bruch hatserot shul olam shel tar. So therefore, according to and the opposite would also be true. If you made eruv hatserot with pat, it will also cover the. Shituf bevoot according to the banan. So that's what I mean. It works both ways. Now that's 
the way one of the rabbis learned the machloket. Now we discuss a different way. Bechadamar, and one of the rabbis said no. Beyayin de kolaralma lo peligi de ba'inan tarte. When you make your when you should do fibrivot with yayin, everybody agrees, even the rabbis, that why well, you need both procedures. Meaning, if you make your shtufimivot with yayin, you also need to make erube hatserot. That there is no machloket when you're using yayin. Also, what's the machloket? Kipelige bepat. The machloket is even if you made your shtuf with bread, Rabbi Meir is going to say it will still not help for erube hatserot. So that's already a very machmir shitavir. This shita has learned that the Mimi'ir is mahmir on uh, the, this item that what? Even if you made your shituf with uh, bread, which normally would be good for Hatserot, still you need to make both uh, procedures. Look at the Rashi, ki peligi bepat, u peligi ben beshituf ben beiruf. Again, the machloket is both ways. Then the Mimi'ir and somchim alzeh bimkom zeh. According to the Mimi'ir, you cannot rely on one procedure to cover the other. So Kavit Gamaran says, Metive, we have a question. Dachamim Omrim, Dachamim of the Brayta said what? O Me'arbin, O Mishtetafin. Right? The rabbi said, you can do one of the procedures. Either you make Shituf, or you make Iruv. Uh, right? You don't have to, you can rely on one procedure to cover the other. So the Gamaran says, My love must be Meaning, we know has to be only with bread. So it's saying, either you make with bread, or make with, with the rabbis say is okay, with yayin. Oh, so that means according to the rabbis, if you make a shituf with yayin, it'll cover you for what do you mean? You just told me over here that when you're using yayin. And for the fact that the rabbis made a statement, it's with, with its thing that you normally make with. Meaning, if you make with normally bread, that'll cover the as well as the shituf. Or you could make shituf with, with the yayin that you normally make shituf with, which is what? No, shituf mevuot is yayin, and what that'll cover? What do you mean? You just told me that when it comes to yayin, everybody holds that it does not cover the uh, the the So the Gemara says, Amarav Gidal, Amarav, Hakikamar, O me'arvin bechaser bepat umutarim kan vekan, O mishtatefin bevavui bepat umutarim kan vekan. You have to say the only discussion was with bread. Meaning, if you make your eruv hasarot with bread, it covers the shituf, or you make your shituf with bread, it'll cover the eruv. That's only is going to work with bread. Amar of Yehuda, Amar Rav, Halacha, Kirabi Meir. So now we get to the Halacha. Rabbi Yehuda said the name of Rav, that Halacha indeed follows Rabbi Meir. Meaning, when we say Halacha, that means you actually announce it in the Shi'ur. Meaning, you publicize the Halacha, which is what again? That uh, shituf will not cover uh, hatzer, right? You need to make each one uh, separately. But, and, and if we can learn according to this mahmir shita as well, that even if you made the uh, <coughs> shituf with bread, it still will not cover the eruvah hatzerot. 
Veravuna Amar Minhag Kirabimir. Ravuna says that the Minhag is like the Bimir, meaning you don't publicize the Alakha. But what? If somebody comes and asks, so then already you uh, you tell him, okay, you can follow, you, we do follow Bimir. Verabuhanan Amar Nahguam Kirabimir. He says that uh, he says, you don't even say the Alakha. It just happened to me that the people themselves adopted the opinion of the Bimir and they accepted it as the Halakha. And therefore you do not, uh, you're not muhit. You don't, uh, you know, uh, protest the fact that they're following this minhag. I mean, the Tosfot has a, a question over here. Now I'm looking. The Tosfot's question, what do you mean you, 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 don't, uh, you don't protest? They're being mahmir. Normally we say we don't protest when somebody's being mekel. Here, by following the bimi'id, it's a stringency, meaning they, they're doing two adjustments. So therefore, what's the anyan that we don't uh, protest? So he says, ah, the beracha is the issue. Because now, they're making a, another beracha on the arubi hatserot. Because they did shituf already. You make a beracha on the shituf, right? Now, by holding like the bimi'id, there is a leniency that comes out here. The leniency is what? That on the arubi hatserot that you're going to make, you make a beracha. So the hadush is, you don't uh, scream at them and say, ah, safik berachot over here, what are you doing? Don't make a beracha. Leave them. If they want to follow the bimir and even make a beracha on the eruv, on that, on the fact they're making eruv hasad is a humrah. They're doing two procedures. But the kulah that comes out of it is they're making a separate beracha. Kota hachamim is a beracha So therefore the hadush is, if they want to follow the bimir, let them even make the beracha. <coughs> comes the new mishnah. Hamisha haburot. <laughs> okay, you have five groups of people that have residency <coughs> in one treklin. Treklin is a mansion, exactly. Uh, art school has a picture of this. I don't know if our other picture books has it. Do you have it in there? Okay, I'd like to see what number that is. But now art school pictures, basically you see a big mansion. And in front of the mansion you have... Um, uh, walls. Let me see what picture is that. Oscar yeah. Hebrew has it, and the India has it over here, two thirty-eight in your books. Okay, basically you have a call it a mansion. That's what they call it, a tzeklin, and you have partitions. You have four partitions that create five different sections. Okay. And what you're doing is, you have dwellers, residents that are living in each one of these partitions. Right, see 238? So our discussion is going to be, is that considered, are they residents? Do they need separate being to carry amongst themselves? How do you classify people that are living uh, as such? In one big open area with partitions separating, and they are in between. Look at Rashi. You split the open area into five parts. And they all have access from the traklin. Right? There's a door. They go into a common hatzir. And now, of course, they would have to make a, an eruv, they themselves, with other members of the hatzir, which means let's say you have other houses, for example, here. In the picture 238, you see the other homes. In the picture, these guys also need to be part of the 
Eruv. So how do we consider them? Are these guys considered five? Huh? There's no roof. No, it's opened. It's opened. How do people live like that? That's the way they live. So comes the Gemara and says, <coughs> comes the Gemara and says, actually in this, in, in, in the art scroll picture, it, it has like a roof. They're just showing you how to partition. Otherwise, if you had the roof over there, you wouldn't see the uh, <laughs> the partition. So, but the Oscorp did it in a way where you could actually see there's a roof with the partition. They, they kept it open. Anyway, it says, Hamisha Haburot. Here it is. Got five groups like that. Sheshaftu betraklin ehad. They had residency and going into Shabbat in one traklin. Betchamay Omrim, Eruv lechol habura the habura. Betchamay says each one must uh, join in with a Eruv. Rashi, Betchamay Omrim, Reshutein halukin. They have separate Reshuyot. Vetzarich lechol habura liten pat be'eruv hatzer. Each one has to donate or, or participate, I should say, with the bread to be part of the Eruv. He considers them as five homes. Or, for example, they want to carry from each other. It's from one uh, dwelling to the other. Forget about the Hatzir. If they want to just carry from their own residence back and forth, they would need the Eruv. Uh, between them. That's Shittat Bet Shammai. Ubet El Omrim. Eruv Echad. Lekulam. One Eruv for all of them. Meaning, Rashi. En Mechitza Zu Chiluk Reshut. Rashi says, these Mechitzot over here, as we're going to see in the Gemara, they're not full-fledged Mechitzot. And therefore, these Mechitzot do not constitute separate dwellings. The Mechitza Shefilahi. It's a um, inferior which is therefore technically all they need is one Eruv uh, for all of them. Meaning for what? Which means for themselves, they can carry in the Teklin without any Eruv. Because they're considered one. Now, if they want to, let's say, carry in the Hatser, so all they do is have to give one loaf of bread to represent all of them, because they're only considered one, and they the tip to other members of the Hatzir. So for themselves, they don't need anything <coughs> in the Traklin, because they're considered one residence. For the Hatzir rites, they just have to participate with one loaf of bread to represent all of them, and then they're considered Mishutaf. Now, the Chivan, the Ben Amir, continue reading this Rashi. The Chivan, the Ben Ahim, in Sarih Eruv, Right, since amongst themselves they do not need an So now you can send one of the members, he'll serve as a shaliyah for all of them, a messenger, in order to make the aruv in the hatsir with the other homes. The amil in the kamak, because we're going to learn later on that she continues. Hamisha shigabu et aruban. You have five residents, right? They, <coughs> one guy collected the aruv. Five residents and five homes. And they made a amongst themselves, the homes. Which is once, let's say, five houses, okay? <clears throat> so they want to carry from, let's say, to their houses, to, to one house to another house. So they made a amongst themselves. So now they can carry in their homes, they carry in the Hatzir. Now these five want to mishtatif with another Hatzir, so they can carry into that Hatzir. So the deen is, you just collect one loaf from the 
collective group, because once they made Ni'ruv amongst themselves, they're considered now one entity, exactly. And now that entity uh, nominates a representative. They give him loaf of bread, and he gives it to the other Hatzir. Beautiful. So again, we go back to the Mishnah. Now, Betelel agrees, or Betshamai agrees actually. Umodim pizman shemiksatam shiruim bahadarim. When some of the residents dwell in a hadir, meaning in actual rooms, and the Gemara will explain what this means, or baaliyot, or in let's say second floors, let's say they have attics they live in. Shem sedichim yaruv lechol chaburah vechaburah, which is even betelel. That says that these guys in the partitioned area do not need a separate roof for each other. That's because, like we said, it's a flimsy wall, and therefore it's not considered really a resident or considered one. But they will agree that if it's a more permanent resident, for example, they live in rooms or they live in attics, so of course they have their own dira, uh, and therefore they're going to be hayaf to make their own roof. Uh, they have to be they're considered as separate residents. So comes the Gibran says. Now the Gibran is going to explain the nature of the machlok in Betelil and Bet Shammai. Amar Rav Nachman. One comes along and says, Machloket b'mesipas. The machloket between Bet Shammai and Betelil. That these guys that are dwelling in that common area, the Teraklim, where Betelil says they're considered one. Abed Shammai says they're considered separate, they're considered five different entities. So the Mahlokit is when? By Mesipas, Rashi. Mesipas, he says, is Mechitsa Nemucha. It is a low wall, less than ten tefahim, shil hatichot etzim, made out of wooden boards. That's the partitions over here, a very flimsy partition. That flimsy partition, less than ten tefahim, is called a Mesipas. Which means in such a case where you have a flimsy wall separating, then Betelel is going to say what? They're considered one residence. That's really not considered a separate residence. They're all considered one. Aval, asara. But if you have a wall, regular wall, that is at least 10 tefahim high, then already, everybody's going to agree, even according to Bet Hillel, you're going to need an Eru for each separate area. Okay? So that's the first way. Who's learning this? Nab Nachman. Mahloket b'mesipas and b'mechitzag b'asara, everybody agrees it is separate. Ika amre. there's another version here. Amar Rav Nachman. Af b'mesipas machloket, which means even in mesipas there's a machloket. When you according to this version, the machloket is in both cases, which means the machloket is in mesipas, of course, like we learned till now, where uh, Betel will say one, and Bet Shemai will say uh, they're considered, uh, still considered uh, separate, and even what in the case of let's say a mechitza as well. There's also a machlok, which is Betile will also say that they are considered uh, separate. Rashi, after Mesipas machloket, the law tema. Don't think Bet Shemai b'Mechitzah Asra who they ask Mesipas Modi. Don't think 
that Bet Shammai uh, only says his deen by a mechitza. No, Bet Shammai says his deen even by a misipas. Even by misipas, even by those temporary flimsy walls, still Bet Shammai says that what? They are considered separate. Whereas Bet always says they're considered one. So according to this second version, even in a case where you have regular mechitzot, still Betelel says they are considered uh, one. Understand? After Mesipas, which is even Betshamay argues by Mesipas. He doesn't only argue on Betelel by regular walls, he even argues by flimsy walls. And therefore, according to the second version, Betelel is more mekel. Which is, according to the first version of Rav Nachman, which was what? That the Makhlokan is only by Misipas. But by regular walls, even Betelel will say what? They're considered separate, because the solid walls, Tentifarim, separate them. According to the second version, even solid walls, that will, let's say, even Tentifarim high, still Betelel is going to say, it's considered one, and therefore they need not make a separate Eruv amongst themselves. So those are the two versions of how to learn the Mahloket. Now the gives another way of understanding the Mahloket. Pirigi ba, Rabbi Hiya, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi. Hadamar, that is the third way of understanding the Mahloket. Mahloket b'me'itzot, tamagiyot, tikra. The Mahloket between Bet Shemayim, Bet Tilel, is talking about where you have walls that are separating, and those walls reach the roof. Reach the ceiling. So they go all the way to the top. Then already have a machlok. Abal. So this opinion is even if you have solid walls. <coughs> but if they don't reach the ceiling, even Bet Shammai is going to say they are considered one. So that's the third understanding of the machloket. Fourth understanding of the machloket. And one opinion says, Mahloket b'mechitzot she'en megiyot tikra. This side says, no. That's when you have the Mahloket, when the mechitzot do not reach the tikra. Aval mechitzot megiyot tikra. But if the mechitzot reach the ceiling, devra kol sirichim eruv nechol habura the habura. So according to this version, that when they reach the top, vaday it's separate. Meaning, even according to Bet Hillel. Just according to the third version, um, the third version was that you have a machloket when the mechitzot. Oh, you have a chart there. Okay, good. We'll look at that in a minute. Thank you, Steve. Be mechitzot amagiyot the tikra. Version number three. Machloket be mechitzot amagiyot the tikra. According to version number four, no. Mechitzot reached the tikra. Everybody holds they are going to be considered separate. Resident. So those are the four opinions. I would uh, refer you to uh, seeing your art scrolls. You do have a mm-hmm. chart <coughs> which actually gives you all the uh, opinions. Whoever wants to review them quickly, seems to have a very nice chart. Okay, let's go now further in the Gemara. Metibe, we move to the Amud Bet. Metibe, we have a question <coughs> from Ebraita. Amar Rabbi Yehuda or Rabbi Yehuda Hasabar. Now they call Rabbi Yehuda Sabar. Rashi says Al Shem Churfe because he was very sharp. Sabar and Sevara. 
Between the Yehuda, the one that had the logic or the you know solid uh, rationale. That, that they, they would nickname him the Yehuda Hasavar. So what did he say? Lo nechleku betchemay ubetilil. The machloket betchemay betilil by the partitions in the treklin. Do you consider them one or do you consider them five? That machloket lo nechlu betchemay al mechitzot amagiot letekram shetzirichim eruv lechol habura the habura. There's no machloket when the mechitzot reach the ceiling. Everybody holds, they're considered separate residents, and each one needs to partake in the eruv. Oh, so what's the machloket? Al manichleku, al me'aitzot she'en magi'ot tikra. The machloket is what? When the walls do not reach the ceiling. Shebet shamay umrim, eruv lechol habura v'habura. When they don't reach the ceiling, still bet shamay is mahmir. And so since there's walls there, so you need a separate eruv. So now we have a Braita. That is the first Tanayic source for this Mahloket. Now we're going to have to plug in how this Braita fits in with the four she taught that we just explained. So the Gemara says, According to the version that we just learned, that says, when the Mechisot reached the Tikra, that was version number three, yeah. that the Mechisot reached the Tikra, there's a Mahlok, it means in that case, Betelel also says what they're considered one, Tiyufta. So this Braita is a question. Because yeah. this Braita says that when the Mechisot reached the Tikra, everybody holds you need separate. separate. So therefore, for sure, this Braita refutes version number three. Mm-hmm. Now, Ulman Damar. Very good. According to version number four, where we said that the mahlokit is only when the mahlokit do not reach the tikra, but when it reaches the tikra, everybody holds it separate. This brayta serves as a siata. This brayta indeed is a proof. It's a support. Good. So it refutes version three, and it supports version four. Now we have to see what it does. The Inyan, the first two versions. So the Gebra says, Lehach lishna de Amar. Rav Nachman machloket b'mesipas. Right, according to the <coughs> first version of Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman said what? The whole machloket b'tshamayim b'teh was talking about where you have the flimsy wall. But if you have a wall that is ten tefaqim, everybody agrees they are considered separate. So the Gebra says, according to that opinion, that is going to be a question. Why? Because clearly uh, in this uh, statement over here, we're telling you that there's a difference between mechitzot, hamagiot, the tikra, or not. According to that first version, once you have mechitzot, that are ten tefahim, doesn't matter how high they reach, that I reach the cloud, everybody's going to say they're considered separate. So for sure, version number one is problematic with the Braita as well. <clears throat> so now, the Gemara is going to discuss version number two, the Ika de Amri of, of Nachman. The Haklishna, according to the second version, the Ika de Amri, the Amar of Nachman, Ab Mesipas Machloket, 
What was Apmepesipas? I mean, they're arguing in both. They're arguing by the flimsy wall, and they're actually arguing by a regular wall that is Tentepachim. Even then, Betelel will say they are considered one. Lema Teve Tiyufta. Shall we say that it is a stira from the Braita? Which means, according to this Braita, it's mashma, that the only time Bet Shammai says that you, it's considered um, uh, a, 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 a separate, the Braita said what? Only when the Mechitzot are... Uh, in Magiot the Tikra, if the Magiot the Tikra according to the Brayta, let's review. Mechitzot Magiot the Tikra, everybody holds they are considered separate residents. Mechitzot in Magiot the Tikra, that's when already have a Machloket bet Shammai and Betelil. According to version number uh, two, meaning this Ika de Amri in Rav Nachman, we said what. That the Mahloket is even the Mesipas, which means that means Bet Shammai, even by a flimsy wall, is going to say what? That they are considered separate. It's Mashba from the Braita that no, the only Mahloket is by walls. But my Mesipas doesn't enter the doesn't enter the equation. So comes Gamaran says, Amalikhar of Nahman. Now I want to tell you like this. Peligi b'mechitza, v'uadin b'mesipas. You know, they're really arguing on both. They're arguing on being b'chamai and b'telez machloket is by regular mechitza, like the Brayta said. But you should know, b'chamai also argues by mesipas that they considered separate. So the she'ena is, if they're arguing by mesipas, why did the Brayta then only quote mechitzot? Tell me, mesipas. So says, they come Oh, you know why? We gave the argument the Braita by Mechitzot. To show you how lenient Betelel went. Not only is he, because if you only gave him the Machlok by Mesipas, I would tell you, oh, by Mesipas Betelel is lenient. But maybe by walls, he's strict. So he went to show you how far Betelel was Mechitzot. Even if you put regular walls, there's a case where Betelel will be. But who are Dean? Mesipas. And then Bet Shammai also will argue by Mesipas. So the Gibraltar says, wait. Veliflegu. Bemesipas. Leodiyaka kohanda Bet Shammai. You could have done it the other way. Let the Brighter discuss Mesipas. And now I'll see how strict Bet Shammai is. Which means not, if you tell me walls, I say, yeah, by walls Bet Shammai is Mahmoud. They're considered separate residents. But my Mesipas, maybe he agrees. So tell me Mesipas. And I'll know exactly the extent of Bet Shammai's stringency. Kemal's answer, which means what? Always when the um, uh, Gemara wants to show you the extent of one side over the other, it always will give you the side of Heter, the leniency. Why? <clears throat> because to be lenient takes a lot of strength and confidence in your it's easy to be mahmir. Don't do it. Asur. But to be mekel, you have to really be, uh, you know, have a conviction on what you're saying. So therefore, the Braita would rather show you how far Betelel was saying what he held to be true. And therefore, according to Bet Shammai, in a Chaname, he also argues by 
Mesipas. But the Hadush of the Brite is that Betilel is lenient in a case even where there is walls. Now we get to the Halakha. Amar Rav Nachman Amar Rav, Halakha, Kirbi Yehuda, Hasabar. Halakha does follow the Brite of Rabbi Yehuda, Hasabar. That what? That when the Mechisot reached the Tikra, no Mahlokah. Everybody else is considered separate residencies. However, when the Mechisot do not reach, then already you have a Mahlokah, Betchamai and Betelel. Of course, Avi Zalaka as well is like Betelel. That what? When the Mechisot do not reach the, even if you have regular Mechisot, and they do not reach, still they are considered uh, one. Even if it's more than ten. Only time Betelel is going to be Mahmir is Mechitzot. Magiot the tikra. Then you're considered five different residencies. Anything else? Solid walls, tentafahim even. Do not reach the ceiling. They are considered one. Amar of Nachman bar Yitzhak. Matnitin name daika. Al Mishnah is also meduyekit. It's also precise uh, regarding this. Diktani. Umodim, meaning bet hilel. Agrees, bizman shemiksatam shiruim b'hadarim u'ba'aliyot that when some of these residents are not living in these partitioned areas, they're either living in rooms, hadarim, or aliyot literally means attics, meaning on the second floors. Shitzirichim eruv lechol habura b'habura. That then already they consider regular residents, and you need a separate eruv. So the Gemara says, my hadarim u'may aliyot. What are these items? Here? What's a heder? What's an aliyah? If you're telling me it's actually a regular room, meaning a guy lives in a house, a room. He has a four walls and a, and a roof. And he has a second floor. Kabra says, Pshita. Well, that's obvious. Of course you need a separate eruv for this guy. Why, why would I need a mishnah to tell me that if a guy lives in a regular room or in an attic, oh, but he agrees, they're considered a resident, and therefore to be part of the eruv, they have to mishtatif. Isn't that obvious? Oh, a regular cheder and a regular aliyah. That's a regular resident. Ela must be talking about. Ela lav. Ke'en hadarim. It's not a regular cheder. It's like a cheder. Ke'en aliyot. And it's like a attic. How? What's the case? Me'itzot hamagiot litikra. Meaning, it's talking about when the walls of that room reach the ceiling. As opposed to the first case of the Mishnah, must have been talking about where the walls do not reach the ceiling. And therefore you see what? That is the Chiluk in Betelel. Walls reaching the ceiling, then they're going to hold what? That's a Chedr. It's not a regular Chedr because it doesn't have a roof. Point is that the, uh, the walls reach the actual ceiling uh, of the. I mean, obviously, it has to have a, a roof. But the point is, it's ke'en hadarim in the sense that what that we're discussing the size of the walls in the sense that what when does betilil say that they're considered separate entities? That's only when they're like hadarim and they are like meaning these actual partitions. These partitions that are in between the uh, in the treklin, when the walls reach the ceiling, then we're going to call it a header. It's really not a header, I mean, but, the, yeah. but since the wall reaches the ceiling, ceiling it's like a header. Yeah. And therefore, we're going to say in that case, Betelil says eruv for each one. Also, what was the first case in Mishnah? 
Huh? What's a heder? It's like a heder. No, it's not a heder because I, I guess that's not a normal heder that you know put partitions next to each other in that uh, configuration. Normal heder is in a house. You have a heder. You have a room. Here, it's like a heder in the sense that the walls of a heder reach the ceiling. Oh, when the walls reach the ceiling, what's the deen? Separate. Beautiful. And what's the first case in Mishnah when Betina says, you have one eruv, must be the walls, did not reach the ceiling. Oh, that's exactly the way the Buddha Sabar of the Braita explains. So therefore the Gemara says, Daika. The Mishnah is also Meduyeket. Comes the Gemara and continues. <clears throat> Proof positive. Okay. Now we go. <clears throat> A whole other way of looking at the Mahloket of Bet Shammai and Bet Which is till now the Mahloket we were looking at the walls. Flimsy walls, not flimsy walls. How high, reaching the ceiling. That was the whole factor in how do you consider them as one or as separate. Now the Gemara is going to go a totally different route to explain the Mahloket Bet Shammai Bet which means this would be already version number five in the interpretation. And it's got nothing to do with the walls. Which is the walls are not the factor over here. What is it? So the Gemara says, Tana. devarim amurim. Which means, when did we say, in the Mishnah, that Ben Shammai is going to say you need a separate Eruv for each member. When they are going to take their Eruv and put it somewhere else. Let's review the story here. They have these five guys. Right? They have a Hatsayin in front of their house. Now, they want to join uh, with another Hatsayin. Okay? So that's the whole question. If you consider them one, so then they just have to, one guy can represent them. Collect one loaf of bread to represent the entity. Right? And take it to the other Hatsir. So now the question is, when they're going to join up, this group of five, when they're going to join up with another Hatsir, Beit Shammai's Haluk is going to be, where are they putting that loaf of bread? Is that loaf going to be by them? Or is the loaf going the to the other Hatsir across the street? And that's going to make the Haluk. How? Gemara. And we read inside. When does Bet Shemai say his deen? When they're bringing their Eruv to the other Hatser, and it's going to stay in the other Hatser, then already you need five. Then each guy has to donate. Has to, actually, donate, has to participate. Aval, But if the Eruv is staying by them, which is the other Hatser, is going to bring the, their bread to them. Then everybody says, which is really in principle, Bet Shammai holds, these guys are one. I don't care what type of walls you have over here. Even if you have regular walls, doesn't matter. They're really considered one entity. Proof is that when the Aruf is by them, that's it. They just can have one Aruf for them, just to join them together. Right? They considered they don't need anything, by the way. I take it back. For they themselves, they don't need anything because they considered one entity. If the other chatzah that wants to carry in the joint area, right, and they want to make erubah chatzah if they're giving the bread, just receive their bread, put it in one of the homes, and you're okay. They don't have to contribute anything. But if they are going to put the bread 
into the other Hatser, then Bet Shammai says they have to actually participate each one. Now let's read that in Rashi. Look at Rashi, please. The Buddha Matheel. Bamedevarim Amorim. Bamedevarim Amorim. The Asre Bet Shammai. Keshehem Molichi Nagaru Behad Mishar Batea Hatser. But if the other members of the other Hatser, if they were bringing it to that open area, then everybody will say that they're considered one and they do not have to have separate. Now, this version, this Tana, the whole machloket over here, the way he's learning is, where's the eruv? Is it by them? Or, by or is it by the other hatzer? The whole rationale between betel and betelil, lab the mechitzot peligi. Mechitzot is not the factor. Ela afilu lebetshamay name teraklin mehabran. Since they're living in this common area called the teraklin, they're considered one. Even if you have walls. Really, it's considered all one entity. Oh, so if it's one entity, so what is Bet Shammai telling you that they're considered separate? So it says, the Eid Eruv Benayu. Really, according to Bet Shammai, you never have to put an Eruv between us are considered one residence. Oh, but they have the status of five members of a Hatser that brought their Eruv into one. Uh, one of the houses, and now they want to make an eruv with another hatzer. So Bet Shammai learns that case like this. Bet Shammai holds that case of the five, the regular five residents. Everybody agrees, by the way, in a regular case of five residents, they need to make an eruv amongst themselves to carry the hatzer. The question is, when they want to join up with a another hatzer, how do they go about it? So Bet Shammai says the following. The Hamisha She'irbu with Hatseran. Five residents. They made Eruv in their Hatser. Uba'in la'arevim Hatsera Hayret. Right? Now they want to go join up with another Hatser. Imolichin Sham. It's Eruvan. If they're going to put their Eruv by them, by the other Hatser, en ehad mehem Shaliyah lekulam. Then you cannot nominate a Shaliyah just to bring one loaf of bread to represent the five houses. Everybody has to give a loaf. But if the roof is coming to the five residents, they're all considered one. They don't have to partake. They just have to receive the bread. Now, these guys living in the Treklin, they're considered like the case of the Five residents in a chaser. They're considered one, which means the five guys, what makes them one? The five guys in the regular five batim, the Eruv makes them one. Here, the Tereklin makes them one, even without an Eruv. So they're one. Ah, Now, but what's the point? Now when they want to join up with a, another chaser, it's going to have the same law. Where's the Eruv going to be placed? If they're going to give the Eruv by you, Good, beautiful. They bring the Eruv by you, you're considered one, you're fine. You just hold the Eruv. Ah, <coughs> if you want to put the Eruv by the other Hatser, then already Bet Shemai says each one has to give their own. So that's the Pshat in the Mishnah. 
When did Bet Shammai say they're considered halukot? I don't care about the walls. You have solid brick walls, doesn't matter. That's not the issue. The issue is what? You're only considered separate when you're putting the eruv by the other qatsid, and each one, meaning, you can have one shaliyah, that says, I'm representing the group, here's one loaf of bread. No, no, no. Each resident now has to place the bread by them. Oh, and what's the hindush? And Betelel will say, even in that case, one, doesn't matter where you're leaving the bread. Even if you're leaving the bread by the other said they're always considered one entity. And therefore what? Let the shaliyah take one loaf of bread to represent the group. Let them go to the other said and you place it over there. Good. That's one way of learning. So now the Gevaraz is based on this way of learning. Keman <coughs> Azla. Who is the following statement going like? Ha-Detanya. That which we have in a Braita. Hamisha shigabu et aruban. You have five uh, residents. residents that collected their eruv. <coughs> now they're considered one. Kishemolichin et aruban lemakomacher. When they're going to place their eruv to mishtatif with another hatzer, eruv ehad lekulan. It's enough for them to just send the shaliyah with one eruv. Who is that going like? Exactly. Keman. That must be following Betelel. Now the Gemara brings yet another version of how to learn this Mahlouk. Number six. The sixth way how to learn the Mahlouk between Betelel and Betelel. It's a, ta- it's a takeoff on the fifth version, just with a little uh, twist in the text. Because Amri, some say like this. Ba'itzlan. <clears throat> Which means, when did we say that we have a mahlokit? Bet Shammai, Betelel, that's when the Iruv is by them. Meaning, in that case, Betelel said, they are considered one entity. Aval, imayubo lichidit Iruban lemakom acher, devrakon sedichim Iruv, lechol habura vahabura. Because even Betelel will agree that they're considered separate entities when they're putting the Iruv by the other Hasid. So this Shita is more Mahmir. So now the Gabbara goes, Keman Azla, Hadetanya, Hamisha Shigabut Iruban, Kishimulikin Iruban, the Makoma Hari Iruv, Hadakulan, Keman Delokehad. It's not going like anybody. Because now this black, this is what? If you're taking the Iruv to another Hasid, all you have to do is what? One representative, take one loaf of bread, and put it in the other hatzir. According to this last version, no nobody holds like that. Right, according to this last version, this b'raita is not, not following any of the opinions. Mm-hmm. Okay, so those are basically the different versions. Now we begin the Mishnah. new Mishnah. And <coughs> the Mishnah says, Ha'achim. Oh, now we, did, now we have a new discussion now. We know obviously if you have residents in a hatzir, each resident has to, if they want to be part of the hatzir, they have to mishtatif with uh, bread, and everybody becomes one. Now we're going to discuss different type of residents that even though they're living in the Hatser, their resident might not be considered a resident. For example, first case of the Mishnah, Ha'achim, you have brothers. They have homes in the Hatser. And they actually live in those homes. However, Shayu Ochlin al-Shulhan Avihim. But they eat always by their father. Their father is also in the Hatser. So these guys technically are being supported 
by their father, and they eat by their father. So now, where do they sleep on? But they go home every night after dinner, and they sleep in their homes. So the question is, how do you judge them? So the Yabai Mishnah says, (laughs) Sounds like from the Mishnah here, since they sleep at home, what makes residency? Sounds like the sleeping. I don't care where you're eating, I don't care where you're being supported, even though you always eat by the father's house, since they go home at night and sleep, sleep, right? So therefore they are considered what? Uh, residents of the Hasid, therefore, they may have to be part of the Eruv. Nafkamina, if one of them forget to give bread, they ruin it for everybody else. Good. Nefichach, imshachach, echad mehem, velo iriv. The only option for them to do is what? Nevatel et reshuto. Then the only option is they have to relinquish their, their right, they have to relinquish their, their shoot. Okay. Ematai, now the Mishnah says, when is all of this said? Meaning, when do we consider <coughs> the members in the Hatzir, the children, that eat by their father's house, and they sleep at home, when do we consider them separate entities? That's talking about, well, let's say you have other members in the Hatzir as well, besides the father and his sons. But they decide to put their Eruv by the father's house. Which means, what's the law of Eruv Hasidot? You place the Eruv in one of the homes. Now the law is, incidentally, that the home that they place the Eruv, he is patur from eating bread. The fact that it's in his house, that is the biggest uh, Eruv. So therefore, let's say they put it by the father's house. There's uh, six members of the Hasid. They have two children as well, a father. They all collect the bread. And they put it in the father's house. Then the Mishnah is saying, Hidush. If they're putting the bread by the father, since the father is patur from contributing, the children as well are patur. And we will see why that should be so. So we're giving now an exception. Children that are being supported by their father. But what? They sleep at home. But the Eruv is being placed by the father's house. Then already they are patur from the Shitu, meaning they're considered one with the father. Second scenario. Or, She'en Ammahim Diyurim Bahasir. Or let's say there's no other dwellers in the Hatsir. It's just the father and his two sons, for example. Which means there's no other houses that would necessitate them to make an Yanuv. Then also, Enam Sirichim Na'arev. Then in that case also, they do not have to make a Yanuv. They're all going to be considered one. So now the Gemara analyzes. Again, the Gemara is going to analyze all these cases in depth to give us the Sevara. So we'll wait for the Gemara. But let's get to the beginning here. <laughs> proof we can learn from our Mishnah. Makom lina gorem. That the factor that decides whether a person is a resident in the Hatzir or not is what? Where he sleeps. sleeps. Now look at Ashida. She learns it from a Diyuk. The, the first Ashida in the Gemara. <laughs> if they would have slept by their father as well. If they would have slept by their father. Which means, 
the whole reason why our Mishnah considered the children separate is because why? Because they did not sleep by their father. Right? They were sleeping at home. Mashma, that if they slept by their father, so then already it's going to be considered one with the father. And therefore, even if there's other residents in the Hatzid, it does not matter. Which is the residency is decided on where they are sleeping. Since they're sleeping at home, that's considered their dirah. Implying what they slept by their father. They only only eat by their father. But they also slept by their father. That's it. Think by their father, they considered one with the father. Comes again when that says no proof. No proof to that. Why? We're talking about children that did not eat by their father. When the Mishnah says, It means, exactly, they're being supported by their father. But really, where were they eating? They're eating in their own homes. Which is the fa- exactly the father is paying for the for the food, and therefore they take the food and they put it at home. So well, you cannot make a diuk. You want to make a diuk, you want the whole reason is because they're only eating by the father. But if they were sleeping by the father, so therefore they would be considered what it goes after where they're sleeping. No, 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 no. Really, they were sleeping at home and they were eating at home. So it could be really it goes after the eating. Because bottom line, they're eating, they have no proof. They're also eating at home as well. They're eating and sleeping at home. So therefore you have no proof in this mahlokan what makes the residency. Is it the eating or the sleeping? So Kazi Gamaran says, new point. Amar, sorry, Tanrabanan. I wonder if you have a picture of this. Okay, what is Bet Sha'ar Aksadra? When you have, let's say, a Hatser. At the gate of the Hatser, they would have a Bet Sha'ar. With a little structure where the watchman of the Hatser... Security. Exactly. A security... Booth. Booth. That would be the word, a booth. Where the Shomer sits in that booth over there to watch the Hatser. So the question is, is that Bet Sha'ar a resident that has to be part of the Eruv or not? So the Gebarat says, A house at the gate of the Aksadra, or he has to say, Marpes would like a, uh, a porch. Exactly, he has rights to a porch in the Hatser of his friend. It's not Osir. That's not considered residency. The Bet Sha'ar is not a resident. You don't live in a Bet Sha'ar. And that merpeset also, that open area, is not considered as a meaning. If he did not join in the Iru, it doesn't matter. And he doesn't even have to mevatel the reshut to the other uh, members. Now, as opposed to, as opposed to, good. Which means even if there's a guy living in the Bechar, I don't care, that's not a normal resident. Guy's sleeping there. Doesn't matter. It's not normal to live in that little booth in front of the Hatser. Therefore, he's not Osir, that means he does not have to Mishtatev with the Harub. However, Betatevin. Betatevin is a storage house. What do they put in the storage house? Tevin. What is Tevin? Straw. Betabakar. That's a uh, Kirk. Uh, no, a ca- for cattle. Like a barn. Exactly. The stalls where they put the animals. Betabakar. Betaitin. 
storage house of wood. Or haotzarot. Uh, haotzarot is a storage house for whatever. Exactly. Which means that has the ability, that structure has the ability to be osir. Which means even if nobody is actually living in there, but he has his stuff in there. The fact that he has his stuff in there, that's considered as if he is living in there. And therefore, that structure has to, the owner has to mishtatif in the air. And if he doesn't, he ruins it for them. The Omer, Eno Oser Ela Mekom Dira Bilvad. Exactly. The Biyu says, the Biyu says, you got to live there. I don't care if you have your storage there and all that. It's got to be Mekom Dira. That's going to prove himself. He had five homes in Usha in five different Hatserot. He has a lot of real estate. He owned one house in each Hatser. So they came in for the Hakim. They want to know. Uh, well, he can only live in one. Obviously, the others were used for storage. Oh, so they wanted to know, the one where he's living, there's no she'ela. You definitely have to join the Ayrub. The question is, the other four homes that were being used as storage, where he wasn't living, so they came to the rabbis, they said, is he ma'akev the hatzer? So they came to the rabbis, the amru, eno oser ela bet dira bilvad. No, not oser. Only bet dira. Not a structure that houses uh, goods. So they give us, oh, bet dira salkadatach? That cannot be. Because bet dira is not the classification either. Because even by the case of the bet sha'ar, where you have a guy living in that uh, booth, even, it's called, even though it is bet dira, that's not considered ma'akev the iru. So you're right, the Bittina the bit has the wrong word. Ela ema mekom dira. Which means it has to be an area that is fitting to live in it and that he's living in it. We need to have two things. First of all, it's mekom dira. Not a little hut like in the front of uh, that, that we consider bitira. Bitira is not enough. It's got to be uh, a normal church. Therefore, according to Rabbi Yehuda, he brings a proof from the story of Bitna Paha. Ben Napaha lived in one of the houses. Good. That house, but that has to be part of the Hatser. Eruf. The other four, what was he doing? Storage. The rabbis told them, Patur. Why? Because all you're doing it is for storage. Even though you own the goods. Doesn't matter. Are you living there? No. Don't have to be Mishtatif. So therefore, oh, now the Buddha would agree. If they would, he would go live in one of those houses, then then die. The Hadush is according to Hachamim. Once already it's a storage house and you put your goods in there, even if you're not living not in the Haser, it is Osir. According to the Banan, who argue on the Biuda, Beta Teben, Beta Bakar, and Otsarot do have the ability on the fact that it stores uh, goods, so it's considered as if he's living there, even if he is not personally in the Haser, in the Bayit, it's. Uh... Amen. Amen. Amen.